Welcome to 5 Minutes of Courage with Maggie Arndt. This podcast focuses on God's Word, the Bible, and how much God loves you. Our goal is to show you throughout Scripture how loved and valued you are by the God of the universe. 5 Minutes is all you need to be filled with hope, joy, purpose, and yes, courage. Now here's your host, Maggie Arndt. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to 5 Minutes of Courage with me, Maggie. Yesterday, when I left you, we focused a lot on the phrase, if you love me, keep or obey my commandments. Jesus was talking to his disciples in John chapter 14. And then here comes the best part. In verse 16, he says, and I will ask the Father and he will give you another advocate. Now, there are a lot of different translations. Um, Some say that he will give you another helper. Some say he will give you a comforter. And when when I was in seminary, specifically in church history, there were some words that just were really new to me. One of them, of course, was the Greek parakletos, which I'm not fluent in Greek. Don't know if any of you might be. If you are, good on you. It's not an easy language. But often my uh, church history professor would use the word paraclete. And I, I, my first reaction was, what now? I, I don't know what a paraclete is. Well, paraclete is just kind of the English version of the Greek word parakletos, which could be uh, comforter Parakletos is actually the Holy Spirit. And and I'm going to get a little uh, deep dive theology nerd on you for just a second, but stick with me. Hopefully it makes sense. One of our first English translations of the Bible was the King James. Now, certainly wasn't the first. There were several before it. But the problem with the English translation of the Bible was that it went from Greek to Latin to English. And so often the English translators were using the Latin version, which wasn't the same as the Greek version, which would have been the original. You still with me? And so the King James, which came out in 1611, used the word parakletos, meaning comforter to them. And and because it came from the Latin, comforter was the most logical translation. It was, it came from um, a Latin word meaning to strengthen. So comforter meant to strengthen. The idea of health and strength is conveyed in the form of consolation and comfort. Okay. So this is, this is where the Bible gets really confusing. Um, another way to look at it is the word helper. So comforter, helper, another helper. And in the NLT, what did Jesus say? The word advocate. All the same person, all the the paraclete, there's that word, now you know a new word, meaning Holy Spirit. And what Jesus was saying, no matter what translation you use, is that Jesus was going to leave a helper, a comforter, an advocate. Because let's be honest, wouldn't it be wonderful to live the Christian life with the actual Jesus next to us, every side beside us, every every step of the way? But Jesus promised that the Holy Spirit would fill that exact same role for us. And the Holy Spirit is sent to empower and to help the believer. But what does that hinge on? If you love me, keep my commandments, and then I will ask the Father to send you the Holy Spirit. And what he's telling his disciples is that 
the people in the world are not going to be looking for this gift. It's only those who follow Jesus. It's only those who love Jesus. So in contrast to the world, the disciples of Jesus should know the Holy Spirit. They should be looking for him. In contrast to the world, the disciples should have the Holy Spirit with them, just like having Jesus next to you at all times. And in contrast to the world, the disciples should have the Holy Spirit in them. And if you are a professed believer of Jesus, if you have confessed Jesus as your Savior and Lord, you also have this same gift. There is no statute of limitations on this gift. And once given, it cannot be taken away from you. Jesus promises that that this, a man who's saved in Christ, or a woman, uh, will always have the gift of the Holy Spirit in them, and yet the world will not recognize them. Verse 27, This is these are just some beautiful words. As Jesus is preparing his disciples for his departure, he says, I'm leaving you with a gift peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give is a gift the world cannot give. So don't be troubled or afraid, which throws us back to the very first verse in John 14. What does he say? Don't let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God and trust in me. And so he's now also introducing the third member of the triune God of the Trinity. We know the Father, We're very familiar with the son who's speaking, and now he's introducing the Holy Spirit, and he calls the Holy Spirit he or him, not necessarily to box him into a binary sort of a situation, but to let us know this isn't some poof of smoke or um, some kind of spirit that isn't really a thing, but that the Holy Spirit is a member of the triune God, that it's God the Father, God the Son. God, the Holy Spirit. And what else does he say? I'm leaving you with a gift. He's not saying I'm going to shove this situation down your throat. A gift is something you can either choose to accept or not. You can accept Jesus's gift or you can say, no, thank you. But in verse 30, Jesus says, I don't have much more time to talk to you because the ruler of this world approaches. He has no power over me. Who is the ruler of the world? Who do you suppose that is? Well, I'll tell you it is. It's Satan. It's Satan. And Satan has no authority over Jesus. He has no authority over the Holy Spirit. Thereby, he also has no authority over you. But remember, this is a choice. You can choose the hatred, the destruction, the carnalness, the jealousy, the greed of this world, all are which of the they are of the evil one. But just know that if you do, that you are also not choosing to to love Jesus and to follow his commandments, thereby being indwelled with the Holy Spirit. So it is a choice. Which way are you going to go? Based on the way things have gone this week, I feel like we have really, really seen the evil of this world just pervade into every single crack and crevice of our society. And it makes me truly sad and just exhausted. But guess what? We know the end of this story, and we know who wins. So for as for me and my house, we will choose the Lord, and we choose the winning side. Anybody with me? All right. Hope that gave you something to think about. Hope you learned paraclete, fun new word. I will see you right back here next Tuesday with John 15. Be well. 
Thanks so much for listening today. Please subscribe to this podcast. I'd hate for you to miss out on even one minute of courage. Then share it with all your friends. If you'd like more information or would like to contact me directly, go to 5minutesofcourage.com. That's the number five and you can connect with me there.